more financially literate and educated on how to create income streams while also not spending everything that they make. And so that's really the difference between rich and wealthy, the wealthy. and welcome back to another episode of Tea with Taylor. Thank you for joining me. It means a lot. If you find value in these videos, please consider sharing or even subscribing. And I already drank my tea this morning, so let's just get into it. I recently read the book, The Millionaire Next Door. I It was more of a skim read for me than a thorough read because a lot of the things they list in the book and that they they the habits that they focus on are ones that I've already put into fruition in my life and I am quite a financially conscious person and I'm very intuitive and aware of my spending habits and that's why I thought it'd be important to have a video on it because in society today we're such a high consumption society where we value many materialistic things and we have a skewed perception of what wealth really is, who is the wealthy among us, and the difference between being rich and being wealthy. So I really wanted to dive into it because I think being financially independent and having financial literacy is such is so important to live a fulfilling and not stress-free, but less stressful life and to have more control in your life. So in this book, I want to start off by going over some of just the statistics that they pointed out. Now, this book was released in, 19, or in 1996, so of course the, the world is changing very quickly. So some of the opportunities of in the avenues of obtaining wealth will be different because the internet has just exploded, but the foundation of habits that one can have is really timeless. So I'm going to start by listing some more recent statistics because, uh, like I said, this was 1996, and these statistics in this book still relate to today. So how many millionaire, what is the American millionaire look like? 88% of millionaires are self-made, and that's a 2017 statistics from Fidelity. One in three millionaires are foreign-born or first-generation, and that really is because many immigrants who come to this country, they come to this country seeking opportunity that they didn't have in their own countries. They are, a lot of times when you're not brought up in the society, you're able to appreciate it more and have gratitude for it. And that's why they take advantage of the opportunities that this country brings. And 97% of millionaires believe they are in control of their destiny versus 55% of the general public. And that's from 2021, Chris Hogan and CNBC. And I just find that statistic to be very important because you think about it, and I'm going to go into these details more often that the these millionaires, like we just stated, 88% of them are self-made. So they weren't brought up as millionaires. Their families weren't a bunch of millionaires. And it was just so easy for them. They took over the family business because that's just not true. These people took control of their life. They, they obtained a financial independence and a, a status that made them feel secure and that they realize that they really are in control of their own destiny. And as we'll explain more, a lot of these people are self-employed business owners. And so they are in control, more in control of their time, of obviously their employment. 
and there is no cap on what they can gain. And so versus these people who aren't, they didn't learn discipline when it comes to spending and they aren't aware or in control of their spending habits, they feel as if that their future is out of their control. It's controlled by the big man and the wealthy, not knowing that they could obtain a portion of wealth themselves if they just learn self-discipline when it comes to spending, living within your means, saving, investing. And that's why we're gonna dive into this more in this video because I think any everyone could be, everyone can obtain some sort of financial security if they really try and they learn about it because learning financial, being financially literate is essential to living a successful life in my opinion. Uh, so less than, now these are from the book, less than 20% of millionaires inherited 10% or more of their wealth. So that's a very small percentage of the millionaires. And like I said, 88% are self-made. So that kind of destroys the narrative that you, if you are not already from a wealthy family, you will not be able to obtain wealth yourself. We're teaching that to children today and I feel like that is very detrimental to their future because when you teach someone at a young age, they're like a sponge. They'll absorb to what is told to them and what the, the surrounding society that they're invested in. So if you're telling children that why try? Because you're oppressed and it doesn't matter how much you work or how hard you work, you'll never gain, you'll never, you'll never get ahead. And when you teach children that, why would they work? And so, and it's a lie. It's, it's based off a farce because if you work hard in a country like America with, with the amount of opportunities that there are, you will succeed. You just, you just can't give up and you got to learn as you go. You have to critique and pivot and change and adapt. And more than half received, so more than half of millionaires in America received zero dollars in inheritance. Fewer than 2.5% of the American millionaires received an act of kindness, which is equivalent to $10,000 or more from family members. 91% never received ownership of their family business. So they may have grown up in a family that had a business that was successful and provided them with their financial stability, but the, but 91% of American millionaires, that business wasn't passed down to them. And I really wanna focus on this point because, in, and before I do, I wanna focus on the rich versus the wealthy. I think we have just like a skewed, we're very deceived, especially with social media. We see people with a lot of materialistic things, nice houses, going on nice trips, and which some of you may not be aware of, a lot of these people are actually broke. <laughs> they live paycheck to paycheck. So they, I would qualify as the rich. They have money to obtain materialistic things and maybe live in nice neighborhoods, but they don't have wealth. They live more of a paycheck to paycheck. They don't have much savings. Compare that to what I would consider wealthy, and these people are the financially independent. If they were to, if their income stream were to stop, they would be able to live for quite a long time throughout their reserves or their investment. They're more financially literate and educated on how to create income streams while also not spending everything that they make. And so that's really the difference between rich and wealthy. The wealthy tend to live be below their means. They understand the importance of saving and not spending everything that you have. And that's because they're able to learn traits like being disciplined, self-discipline in your spending habits. So they're able to sacrifice, sacrifice 
you know, um, instant gratification for future rewards. We as a society suffer and we really are controlled by instant gratification because now we have things so quickly at our fingertips through the internet and social media and we're constantly comparing ourselves to people that we see on social media. We want that instant gratification that we lose our perception that sacrificing things in the present will better your situation in the future. And wealthy people were able to obtain that skill to sacrifice the present for the future and to live below their means, not spending everything they have. And they, they really don't yearn for the acceptance of society that like even because you have a lot of money, you have to showcase that you have a lot of money. And that is something that we've begun to, we've adapted to as a society that we, when we look at people, if they have a lot of money, we expect them to spend a lot of money and to have all the designer bags and to have the nice cars and to live in the upscale neighborhoods. And they point out in this book and they, they specifically make a point to speak on this many times throughout the book that many of the wealthy people don't live in these upscale neighborhoods. A lot of times when you live in these upscale neighborhoods, you're surrounded by high consumption people and people that trying to up one another, like showing your new car, showing this and that. So that's, the difference between rich and wealthy and keep that in mind when you're when you're on social media or when you see people don't be fooled don't be fooled by the facade because high consumption lavish life lavish lifestyles that sells that captivates our attention because living frugally and having responsibility and having to miss out on things that's a lot more boring so they've allowed us to be manipulated by all these tv shows and the celebrities and online that that's what life's about. It's this materialistic things. It's this fancy living. Well, majority of these people will end up probably being broke. I mean, you see a lot of athletes and people who make millions and millions of dollars and end up broke because for one, their income stream doesn't remain like that for forever. And they didn't put together, they didn't budget and plan and invest for when they were no longer making that income, but they did adapt and they did obtain a lavish lifestyle and high consumption lifestyle that they didn't that you can't just snap out of for the most part. And that's why habits of the wealthy is one of the biggest things is to live below your means. Don't don't spend everything that you make. Maybe you have to maybe you have to miss out on a night on the bar. Maybe you don't have to buy a new outfit every time you go on vacation. Let me tell you, no one cares if you wear the same outfit. No one's that obsessed with you where they're looking at your Instagram and stuff like that. It's 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 humbling to like realize that like okay, no one cares. No one cares. You care more than that. Or And if people do care, I don't think you want to be associated with them. Not that I'll make your life decisions, but just saying. Frugality wins. In a society of instant gratification and of high consumption lifestyle that is always wanting to obtain materialistic thing, you having the self-discipline and the awareness to be frugal and to be able to say no to things and to, like I said, discipline yourself on your spending habits, you will ultimately come up on top. And it's nice, you know, I've had, it, it does take some sacrifices, um, not to like, brag about myself or anything, but I've been living in another state for about a little over four years now. I've missed out on many nights on the bar. I rarely go out to eat. I don't really go shopping all that much. And I've saved a lot of money. I paid off all my college debt. I paid off my car. I bought a two unit property where I live in one unit and I rent out the other, essentially almost living for free, not exactly. 
and I've made these decisions and I've really budgeted my money and I've really paid attention and been a conscious consumer and aware of how much I'm spending being a conscious being aware of myself because I want to position myself to do things that I like and to work for myself. I want to start my own business eventually and I want to be more in control and do things that I like to do. In order to do that, I have to sacrifice the now for future. And we as a society have kind of not learned or ignored this, even though we may know it's true that you don't want to spend today's money. You don't want to spend tomorrow's money today and that you want to sacrifice some things today for tomorrow. And once you are able to obtain more of a financial independence or at least security, you're able to make more risk and you're able to do more things that you like to do. Like maybe if you paid off all your debt, you can take a job that might maybe not be as good of pay or as stressful, but you like doing it because you don't have that big debt. Or maybe you want to start a business and you're debt free. So you, it's less of a risk because you have less monthly obligations to pay for and you can focus more on starting up a business. And so when you do learn, and that's why financial literacy and understanding money is so important. And don't look out, don't look to outside sources like you don't look to the public school systems and politicians for them to teach you financial literacy. Um, Again, there might be sinister motives as to why they don't want you to learn financial literacy. Maybe they like you looking to them to solve all your problems and ultimately maybe be dependent on the government because uh, that wins votes. But rather, take it upon yourself. There's so much information out there. There's so much free information on the internet, books you can read, classes and courses that you could take, influencers that have started businesses and actually know what they're doing to spread their knowledge to you. And to take it upon yourself to take responsibility and learn about money. Put yourself in a position or plan and budget to later put yourself in a position where you can do things that you like and you'll have less stress in your life. Because if there's one thing that most of us know is that money causes the most stress in most of people's lives. From you maybe grew up with your parents fighting about it, like me, or even just in your daily life when you can't afford something, it can be very stressful. So that's why it's important to hang out, be around, listen to, surround yourself with people with similar lifestyles as far as spending habits as well as similar goals so when you're out you don't feel the pressure to overspend because your friends are overspending and you guys are kind of on the same playing field or at least have the same mindset if you learn how to if you learn money learn how to budget and learn the skills to put yourself in a secure and more financially independent situation you'll have more freedom and in my opinion happiness and fulfillment in your life and so i think it's important to learn these habits and these habits have been learned by those who are wealthy to be frugal to not try and keep up with the joneses that social media is a lot of it is fake and don't be persuaded or envious of these people who act like their lives are all that and majority of the things probably they don't even own. They live month to month, but you know, they look good on Instagram. So 
that is really important. Another thing is, is just learning to allocate your time efficiently and effectively. And that goes for maybe less time on social media, maybe less time going out, more time reading and taking time every month, every week to review your budget, to review your financial situation and to plan for the future. I do have an Excel spreadsheet where I have a budget for your current bills, six months, uh, a year. I use it religiously. I've shared it with people. It's pretty easy to use, but it's very important to know your spending habits, how much money you have, how much money you want to save, how much money maybe you need to pay off, you're like that your debt. So get get your financials in order. Understand what your situation is because before you can't plan for the future if you don't understand your current situation. And while I just mentioned debt, I do find that to be one of the hindering things of our society today is that we are such a debt oriented society that back back in the day, it was not it was like more frowned upon to be in debt, you didn't want to be in oodles and oodles of debt, like people wanted to pay off their car, they wanted to pay off their house. And today we with such easy access to credit cards and to credit, we we live on credit, we live on debt, and not realizing that debt is a form of, in my opinion, that is a form of oppression. I don't, I, I'm, I don't know if that's the best word for it, but because when you're in debt to someone, you have less freedom upon yourself because your maybe your college tuition, maybe all your credit cards. And I don't know if you guys know, but when you're putting credit on your credit cards and paying your minimum payment, you're paying interest. So you need to learn about interest. You need to learn about debt, your debt to income ratios, how to make a return on investment, how you calculate a return on your investment. So really take it upon yourself to learn about money and to de like almost like regress your memory or your mind to care less about the materialistic things and catch yourself when you're being envious or almost jealous of, and I know it's difficult because we're constantly reminded of the fabulous lives so many people are living or at least want us to think that they're living. And so, and a lot of these people are probably on de in debt, like all the things that they're flaunting to you, they probably put on credit cards, they probably, don't own that car, you know what I mean? And it's so it's like once you once you realize that you you're not as envious or upset with yourself because I don't know, I just look at a lot of people and I, I see it a lot, but I feel like I can just read like, mm, they're probably broke. I mean, it just is what it is. And when you have a society that's so over leveraged on borrowing and debt, it really is somewhat and also growing to be less responsible for their own finances and more demanding that others take care of their finances because when the government takes you know if they were to alleviate student debt for people the government doesn't have money it's all of our money via taxes so all this stuff is intertwined it is correlated and that's why it's important for us to take responsibility of our finances and not look to others because the economy in my opinion cannot sustain itself by being so over leveraged on debt with people demanding more and more be like controlled by the government which is our taxes and less responsibility upon themselves i think we need to adapt more to wanting to take control of ourselves and wanting to take responsibility of our situations and our finances and ultimately to have more freedom over our lives and how we would like to spend them and I think how you do that is through financial financial literacy and independence. 
So those are the things that I think it's important for us to learn as far as habits go. And I want to now just kind of focus on a few hindering habits that people have. Obviously, it's this, you know, spending tomorrow's cash today and, uh, you know, wanting materialistic things. But another thing that they mentioned that I think is important is if you have children or when you have few children in the future is not to to not finance their lifestyles. Of course, you know, you're gonna pay when they're children, you, you pay for their clothes and their food, but within your means, and you teach them at a young age that money is not limitless. And once they become adults, you don't continue to fund their lifestyle, their, their lifestyles. They will end up thinking that they are owed things and that your wealth is their wealth. They feel entitled to it, as well as they aren't learning the important skills that will that the important skills that will then bring them success in the future all, actually they are learning to be dependent and they're a high consumption lifestyle knowing or thinking that their parents are always going to take care of them and then in they're not learning the skills to actually be financially dependent so if their parents ever cut them off or just in the grand scheme of life they're they're average or like they're not they're, they're leeches, they're leeches under their parents as well as they, they tend to grow more of a narcissistic, the world owes me, those are most of, you know, those are the people walking around saying they're socialists, that their parents paid for everything and now they demand that society pays for them because they never had to, they never had responsibility or the drive to make money because it was always handed by their parents. And a lot of these people they mentioned in the book consider themselves to be like self-made when really their parents are funding their lifestyles and that is just not only is it detrimental for the parents because it's sacrificing their future but it's it's it is detrimental to the health and the future of the child because it's just like i said it's not teaching them the skills that they need to to succeed in life and then another thing that they mentioned in in with parents and i i thought this to be interesting and true but i just never really realized it is when you're a parent you tend to focus on your weakest child and strengthen your your strong child and what i mean is if you have a child who's more independent and more confident you tend not to focus on them as much and then they get stronger because they don't have the the coddling of their parents where when you have a weaker child the, the the parents tend to coddle that child and then it just makes them more weak and dependent and so i'm not saying obviously parents don't intend to do that they're actually trying to help that child knowing they need more help but it's almost as if kind of pushing them out a little bit to to suffer will ultimately lead them to more prosperity and more self-reliance in the future and i just want to I don't have children, but I did want to share this tidbit because when I do have children, this is kind of how I want to teach them financial literacy because it is important to pass down your knowledge and that society starts at home. We got to stop looking to outside sources to teach our children and to teach ourselves. We need to take responsibility about ourselves and I can't take credit for this. It's actually from Beardy, Bearded Brandon from Bigger Pockets. I used to watch all their, listen to all their podcasts, but when he, when he has children, he buys an investment property, and that's what I plan to do. Every time I have a child within the first five years, I would like to buy an investment property. And then when they became of age, where I can start teaching them how to run numbers, the responsibility of what it takes, um, return on investment cost, how to manage things. And then at a certain point, they can either decide to manage that property themselves, and by the time they're about 30, they'll have a paid off asset that they can use the 
income to do whatever they would like to, or if they decide they don't want to have that property, they can sell it, maybe start a business, maybe go to school, but that's it. Like that, that was my knowledge and gift as far as monies to you, but don't come to me for more money. So I think that's such an interesting and innovative way to teach your children financial literacy, responsibility, frugality, as well as the how to learn passive income and to also alleviate some of the tendencies parents have on giving their children money. It's like, I gave you this asset, it's up to you to keep it growing or to do something about it. And so I just think that I loved that when I heard it and I plan to incorporate that in my parenting when I become a parent. Like I said, I'm not, but I plan to in the future. And I just hope this video provided you with some information on the habits and maybe just to think a little bit more about your spending habits to get your life in a little bit more control and that to know that ultimately you do have control of your life. You just have to have the knowledge and the skills in order to accept that, to realize it, and then live your life as if you do and to adapt, to learn, and to ultimately learn about money. It's so important. Learn about money and you guys all can the resources are everywhere. So like I said, I hope this video brought you some value. And if it did, please consider sharing, liking, subscribing. I really appreciate you guys watching it. Leave some comments in the below if you think it was helpful. And I wish you guys very much financial literacy, financial freedom and stability in your future. And just work hard. I, I believe in you. I hope you believe in you too. And God bless. I'll see you guys soon and have a great day. See ya.